This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Gama's Optistar all-in-one control unit leads the industry with a design fusing electrostatics and power feed in one compact device. By combining the powder injector and control unit functionality into one device, you get the highest coating efficiency, fastest response times of powder output, and excellent cleaning performance. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Configure it, feed it, optimize it, integrate it. Complete it with Gamma. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 32 of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me, as always, is my colleague, sidekick, and my partner in crime for all things powder coating, Nathan. He's our lab's powder coating formulator dude. Happy Taco Tuesday, or I don't know what day you're listening to this, but it's Tuesday somewhere, right? Happy Tuesday somewhere. But yeah, we, um, you know, we try to get this podcast out every other week and there's been a little delay here. We've been busy though. We went to the powder show in Orlando and it was really great to, you know, to see people face to face, reconnect with people. It's been a year and a half, almost two years uh, since we've seen people. <laughs> there wasn't a moment where we didn't run into somebody we hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. It was just like every time I turned or walked in a certain direction, someone in my field of vision was an old friend or a customer. It was uh, it was exciting. It was yeah, nice. had some good food, some good drinks with some good people. Just hope it wasn't a super spreader event, Nate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't comment on that, but. All right, let's get it rolling. Yeah, but before we do. Shout out. I'd like to give a shout out to Ron Cudzillo. Ron has been an unwavering advocate for the powder coating industry throughout his career as an equipment turnkey provider. Most notably during his long tenure at George Cook and Sons. And before that, at Millbank Systems. Not only has Ron facilitated the installation of countless powder coating systems, he's also been a mainstay on the Powder Coating Institute's Board of Directors. As a matter of fact, he was uh, the president of the board back in 2017, if I got my years correct. Uh, personally, I first met Ron as a fledgling equipment sales guy back in kind of the late 80s when we were introducing novel powder coating technology to the laundry appliance industry. He was the guy specifying and installing the application and cleaning and curing equipment, and I was formulating the latest powder coating technology. Well, Nate and I ran into Ron at uh, the Powder Coating Week in Orlando, and I looked up Ron, and he lists his occupation 
on his LinkedIn page as retired at retired. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, he's still making things happen as an associate with the Powder Coating Consultants Group. So hats off to you, Ron. It was great seeing you. You're, you've been a great advocate of the industry, and, and it's always a pleasure uh, crossing paths with you, my friend. Every time I think of Ron, I remember we were at dinner um, after one of these conference things, and um, the waitress said her name was Amelia. She was named after her grandfather, Emilio. And Ron said, yeah, that's why my granddaughter's name is Ronalda. <laughs> Funny guy. Yeah, he was quick. Good. That's a good one. Okay, now it's time for news in our Guess What segment. Guess what? All right, PCI Mag reports. PPG reports their second quarter 2021 financial results. PPG reported their second quarter net sales approximately $4.4 billion, approximately 45% higher than the prior year. Selling prices increased by 3.5%. Sales volumes were higher by approximately 24% in comparison to the previous year. It's interesting comparing to the previous year um, on a quarter-by-quarter quarter basis now because 2020 was not a normal year for anybody. So Yeah, it's, 2020 was close to zero in net sales. So, um, yeah, 45% higher. Yeah, that's not the only uh, numbers we're going to go over, and I think we're going to see a bit of a trend here. Yeah, you know, they should be comparing it not only to 2020, but to 2019 as well. <laughs> right. Kind of keep things in perspective. Okay, another one from PCI Magazine. Exalta announces a global price increase um, across all, basically all of its global lines of business um, due to continued inflationary pressures. Uh, they'll be effective immediately or as permissible by contract. So basically since the beginning of 2021, anybody that's, you know, even slightly involved in industry knows that the raw materials have gone up like crazy in price. Even raw non-raw material input costs like freight, energy, labor just keep on going up and up. There's delays, things um, – you know, it's hard to even get raw materials if you've got the money to pay for them. All kinds of things influence it, too. I mean, you know, the, the, the weather has impacted it in a number of areas. Of course, you know, the big freeze, the deep freeze in the Gulf area near Houston and and the uh, kind of Mobile and, you know, Alabama coast, that messed up a lot of monomers that went into a lot of the materials made it that are used in and coatings, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, there's a shipping container shortage. <laughs> like you can't even send things overseas if you want to. Um, we're actually planning on doing an interview with somebody in the supply chain and talking about these issues. Um, look for that in a upcoming episode. Cool. Here's a report from PPCJ. Axo Nobel grows revenue twenty six percent and delivers 335 million euro adjusted operating income. Um, their revenue is 26% higher than Q2 2020, and, okay, 8% 
up from Q2 2019. Okay. So that's that'll show you how different those two years were. There's a 4.5% price increase. And as we mentioned, I think it was on the last one, they acquired the uh, Colombian you mm. know, Latin American company Grupo Orbis. And that's yeah. expected to be completed by either the end of this year or early 2022. Cool. And Paint Square reports that RPM released their Q4 2021 year-end earnings how do they i think they i think their uh their fiscal year ends um okay june 30th gotcha but Tr- um tricking us again yeah rpm is the parent company of special coatings and sealants brands carberline tremco also tci powder coatings um their fourth quarter year-end financial report okay monday july 26th Reported sales increases of 19.6% and 10.9% respectively. You know, that's always been a very healthy company. It's kind of the name RPM flies under the radar, but they've got a lot of brands yeah, specifically own. in kind of niche, niche, niche. <laughs> Never knew how to say that word. <laughs> um, you know, uh, technologies. All right. Um, anything making you mad this week? Man, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Nate. I'll tell you what gets me mad. You mentioned about raw material prices increasing. Okay, the thing that gets me mad are customers who cannot get it through their thick heads that raw material prices have increased significantly, and therefore the people, us, you know, the, the coatings people, uh, supplying industrial coatings, we have to increase the price of our products. Uh, there's just no two ways about it. Um, you mentioned Exalt had just raised the price of their products on a global basis. Uh, in addition uh, to the members of Powder Coating Institute, the most recent, the second quarter um, market report from uh, the firm Orr and Boss, their analysis for for second quarter was that raw material prices have spiked significantly and and they're not expected to come back down for the foreseeable future and i'll tell you nobody likes price increases and and you can get purchasing departments that just want to bully their suppliers or vendors and and act like you know they're going to threaten them with you know cutting them off from from being their their supplier uh but hey it's it's a it's a pill we all have to swallow, and I just think people need to have a little dose of reality to understand that we're all um, affected by these price increases, and we're just going to have to you know deal with it together. That's my rant. <laughs> all right. Okay, friends. Now it's time for the question and answer portion of our podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That'll answer. Powder coating. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. All right, and I apologize in advance for pronouncing your name, but um, Chunet in Turkey asks, Dear Joe, we're utilizing two separate grinders slash mixers for pre-mixing and chips milling in the powder coating laboratory. 
Can you explain why using separate grinders is so important to prevent craters or other surface imperfections from forming? Is cleaning of only one extruder for pre-mixing and chips milling insufficient to overcome the crater formation? Okay. Well, well, thanks, Kunit. Appreciate you contacting me. And this is a very good question. Um, this one, we're delving into powder coating manufacture as opposed to powder coating application or curing, which uh, we address quite often in this uh, program. But let's talk about uh, your question regarding blenders, mixers, grinders uh, at different parts of the process uh, in manufacturing a powder coating. So the reason for using separate mixers, we'll call them, or grinders, for pre-mixing versus milling, which I, I like to call pulverization, of the extruded chips and the material comes off the extruder. The reason for this is to avoid contamination of one product into the other. Um, Specifically, if premix contaminates chips that are part of the finished powder, it's going to most often result in film defects. And, And these are quite serious, like craters, or in some cases, maybe they're just extraneous like seeds or bits protrusions in the film um, but definitely it's 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 a bad situation when you get raw materials in a premix contaminating post extruded materials like chips yeah you'd you think it's all the same material but yeah in my experience you really don't want to get raw materials into your final powder it's gonna dirty it up quickly yeah, and, and the reason for that is, you know, these unprocessed raw materials, you know, they haven't been homogenized, you know, which we, we achieve in the extruder, and they absolutely can cause contamination in, in the, the, the final powder coating appearance. You know, give you an example, like one additive in particular, it's flow modifier or flow agent in a powder, will definitely cause craters in the, the finished powder. And, and things just as simple as dry pigment um, won't be dispersed, and it can cause uh, kind of a dirty contamination look. Um, and and the, the point here is extruding, you know, what I call compounding, what happens is it melts and mixes the, the resinous components of the powder formula and makes them compatible. And then the shear inside the extruder disperses the pigments uh, to, to kind of give you a, your final clean dispersion, which gives you excellent color development and consistency. Um, If you're constrained to only using one blender, which I hope you're not, you would really have to thoroughly clean the equipment between processes, Um, especially if you're going from that dry pre-mixing to milling. So hope this helps. Uh, With kind regards, Joe. And now... A word from our sponsors. Gamma's newest Optiflex Pro model, the CF unit, offers simple, reliable color change in 20 seconds. The Optiflex Pro CF unit is the perfect solution for lab use, powder quality testing, and coating of small quantities or small size samples. For more information, call 877 877- 437 6771 
Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GEMA. The Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation, formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or you can email Kevin Biller at kevinbiller at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. Okay, and our next question comes from Reza in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi, Joe. I hope things are going well with you. As you know, most industrial powder coating systems have about 60 to 70% transfer efficiency in average, and that means about 30 to 40% of the powder does not adhere to components being powder coated. Therefore, they tend to work on reusing the excess overspray powder, known as reclaim powder, in order to increase efficiency and cost effectiveness. Consequently, we've started on evaluating the possibility of reusing reclaimed powder in a thermal spray or flame spray coating process. We prepared some sprayed metal components with 100% reclaimed powder and tested them against some sprayed metal ones with 100% virgin powder. The results show no difference between them in terms of other parameters such as coating adhesion, wear performance, etc. They were similar. Also, chemistry of the reclaimed powder remained within our spec. As we're still evaluating this, I'd like to get your opinion and thoughts on reusing reclaimed powder. I know you're very experienced and have seen many different applications. Have you seen others using reclaimed powder in a flame spray coating process? Is this something that you recommend? And if yes, what mix ratio of reclaimed powder versus virgin powder would you recommend? Thank you for your time, and your answer to my question will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. All right, uh, Reza. Um, thanks for your question. Um, you guys are doing some interesting things here, and and really it, it is an interesting path to managing oversprayed uh, powder coating. And, um, you know, you are correct that the Typical application systems operate at about 60 to 70% first-pass transfer efficiency. And, of course, this is really dependent on what you are spraying and the quality of your application equipment and controlling uh, control system. For example, um, if you were spraying wire racks, which are more air than uh, target, your transfer efficiency is going to be relatively poor. But if you're spraying like some type of flat panels, uh, two-dimensional type items, your transfer efficiency should be quite high. So just keeping that in mind, let's address your issue with flame spraying, uh, reclaimed powder coating. You, you mentioned kind of a mix of reclaim and virgin powder. You know, this sounds like a good idea and it may work, but let me tell you something like, my concerns. Powder sprayability is mostly tied to the particle size distribution. Virgin powder, you know, if it's if it's a high quality product, will have an ideal 
particle size distribution. Now, that being said, Reclaim is going to contain uh, less than desirable particles for application, which is going to translate into a higher concentration of fines and coarse particles. This makes the Reclaim powder, the overspray, a bit more difficult to fluidize and to transport through your application system and indeed to electrostatically charge. Consequently, when you recycle Reclaim powder, you typically will blend it with virgin powder. How much is dependent on how the blend behaves in your application process. And, and really, we're talking about how it fluidizes, how it transports, and how it charges. Now, with flame spray, you obviously are eliminating the requirement for the powder to pick up a charge and then therefore be deposited on, on the parts. But to be honest, I'm telling you, I'm not a big fan of flame spraying powder. And why, you may ask? I just think it's a bad idea to create a cloud of fine organic particles with lots of air, namely oxygen, and move it through space, then pass it through a flame. I can see the generation of maybe a flamethrower effect, or worse yet, rapid combustion resulting in a kaboom. That said, there may be alternate thermal spray processes such as plasma, or high-intensity infrared that may be safer, but I'm really not sure about that. Now, regarding your question of ratio of virgin to reclaim powder, you can probably incorporate a fluid flow additive to help these non-ideal particles to fluidize and transport better through your, your application system. This use, use of post-fluidizing additives, especially if you, you add too much, can can result in lousy electrostatics. However, if, you, if you're using a thermal spray process, that's not going to be an issue. What I can say, though, is good luck with your inventiveness. It's always encouraging to see someone thinking outside of the box of powder. So, best regards, your friend, Joe Powder. Okay, everyone, before we go, let's fill you in on some upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. Alrighty, in August 24th through 26th, uh, the Powder and Bulk Solids Conference Exhibition is taking place in Rosemont, Illinois. That's more material handling, um, general things that come in a powder form, but you know, obviously that does include powder coatings and how you um, move those materials from place to place. Uh, September 13th through 16th is Fabtech in Chicago, Illinois. That's for people who make things. Um, the finishing section is actually really pretty large and has a lot of cool powder coating stuff. I thought, you know, I looked at the conference. They have some good good papers, some good good presentations, I think. Uh, they they did a pretty good job with setting up their agenda this time. Yeah, well, if you're wanting to attend a conference in September, you're going to have to choose carefully because they're all happening at the same time. Um, same time as Fabtech, the 14th and 15th of September in uh, Dresden, Germany, is the 31st Powder Symposium. Uh, participants from Germany and neighboring countries 
I'm meeting Dresden for the largest industry meeting. Discuss um, new technical developments and current challenges to modern powder coating. Uh, the 22nd and 23rd of September uh, is the Powder Coating Summit. That's here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, that one also has pretty uh, interesting talks, I think. I do say, say some myself. Yeah, you know, it's going to be great. You know, the, I think the lineup's awesome. And we've got a, a, a really fairly large group of exhibitors for the tabletop, you know, during the intermissions and, and the uh, reception. Um, so kind of looking forward to that. Um, it does also include a, a lab demo. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned that in the past, but there's a live demo uh, in our laboratory. Um, and it's uh, sponsored by Bic Additives USA, and they're going to show you some of the tricks of, of you know, some of their product lines and, and how they can give you special effects in powder coatings. All right. And the 27th through 29th of September is the Middle East Coating Show in Dubai, UAE, if you happen to be in the neighborhood. And then um, November 30th through December 2nd is Abrafati in Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's the big, uh, another big international show. It's going on South America. Yeah, I'd like to go to that one. I'd like to go to the Mid Middle East coding show as well, but probably not going to make it. <laughs> All right. Well, you can catch the traditional Ask Joe Powder question and answer uh, in print uh, in Powder Coated Tough magazine. That's published six times a year by the Powder Coating Institute. You can also find it in every edition of Polymer's Paint and Color Journal, which is published out of the UK and serves the European and Middle East markets. And you can also dig a little deep into the Paint and Coatings Industry Magazine, PCIMag.com, on their website under their Finishing Flash tab. And you'll, you'll find some questions and answers from your friend Joe Powder. All right, you can find us online at askjoepowder.com. Uh, if you want to know when these irregularly scheduled episodes come out, you should subscribe uh, on whatever your podcast app is. Um, it'll pop up and notify you when a new episode comes out. We also have a YouTube channel. If you subscribe to that, then we can finally change the URL instead of a bunch of random characters. If we could... That'd be nice. We could name it. Uh, on Twitter, a.k.a. Joe Powder. And if you want to submit a question to be answered on the podcast, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com. Or we have a voicemail box. You can call and leave a message. Country code 1-478-2-ASK-JOE. That's 1-478-227-5563. This has been a production of the Powder Coating Research Group. Our music, editing, and all that fun stuff is done by Nick Page. Cheers. <laughs> and keep your powder dry, my friends.
Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gama. Gama powder coating systems offer you greater efficiencies while producing high quality results. We provide the very best in powder delivery, application technology, and connectivity for smarter factory automation. With Gama, you get maximum performance and repeatability whether you are on the shop floor or away from it. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Kind of nailed that one, didn't I? It was a surprise. Entertain yourself. That's what counts, right? (laughs) Called self abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Self misuse. Man, I should do a shaft themed episode. Like, who's that black private dick that's the sex machine with all the chicks? Joe Powder. (laughs) Shut your mouth. Sweet Jane has a good intro. No, I'm thinking, uh, no, it was the 6th of September. They, they always remember. What song is that? Well, Papa was a rolling yeah. stone. Oh, that is, no, that is the best opening. Yeah. For sure. No, I got that mixed up. <laughs> that is the very best. It's about six minutes. Or any, yeah, it goes eight, on. Eight minutes long. <clears throat> Fantastic song.